Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis. This is the Catholic podcast where you will discover spunk and motivation to live a vibrant and transformational life as a child of God. I'm Rochelle Lucero, and I invite you to walk with me as we dive into all the things that Jesus gave us to do just that. I'm talking about the Bible, Catholic tradition, church documents, the catechism, the saints, the fathers, the doctors of the church, you name it, and I'll draw from it. You and I together, we are going to transform the world by letting Christ transform us. Hey, what's up? And thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Clumsy Theosis podcast. My name is Rochelle Lucero. As you heard in the introduction, I'm excited that you're here today. I can't believe that we are already a couple weeks into January. Time just flew by for me. Now, since it is January, you've probably been talking about this for weeks, maybe even a month now, but that's New Year's resolutions. They're not really my thing, but I do value a good reset or a refocusing or any type of renewal of sorts. And really, isn't that what a resolution is all about, right? You're making a resolution to be better in some way or to renew something about yourself or your life. And you might even call that transformation, right? Isn't that what uh, we're talking about here at Clumsy Theosis all the time? Transformation. So I can get on board with resolutions. I just don't necessarily do them myself. But when it comes to resolutions in all of our planning throughout life, right? Because you can make a resolution at any time of the year. In all of your planning, how often do you step back and think about God's plan, God's will for these specific areas of your life? I know that sometimes it can seem like God's will is this grand thing that either A, it's just set in stone and you get with the program, or B, It is only concerned with like the big things in life, the broad strokes, you know, things like our salvation. But our salvation is something that we work out, isn't it? Right? Like St. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Philippians, our salvation is something that we work out through all of the smaller moments, don't we? Right? Just like theosis, it's a constant progression. And when you realize that, It becomes obvious, to me anyways, that God's will is concerned with all aspects of your life, even things like your New Year's resolutions or your resolutions at any point in the year. And this also tells me, and I love this, this tells me that God's will isn't a solo act, right? It's not him up there just pulling the strings and we're marionette puppets. No, God's will is a partnership. And St. Augustine says it like this. He says that without God, we cannot. Without us, God will not. And I think that that is such a beautiful truth that we might maybe forget or gloss over, or maybe we've never heard it before. But it's kind of wild to think about. And I think we really should all think about and spend time praying about and thinking about this truth. Without God, we cannot. But without us, God will not. Because that's just how he is. So today, we're going to be talking about God's will and how we actively participate with God, as well as our role in God's will. And that includes the big things and the small things, including New Year's resolutions or any of your other plans. 
Because really, we all want to be in God's will, don't we, right? That's why we listen to Catholic podcasts. That's why we're trying to grow in our faith and become more holy and step into our identity as children of God, right? We want to be in God's will. And recently-ish, I've had a couple light bulb moments on this topic, and they've done wonders for my spiritual life and even with my regular everyday secular life, and I want to share them with you. But I have a couple of announcements. Actually, one, one main announcement, which is that the Clumsy Theosis merch shop is now open to the public. Bells and whistles, bells and whistles. Anyways, my patrons and my email community, they have all had exclusive access to the shop for the past two weeks, and they are really liking the merch because the sales are really good. So now it's open to you. Feel free to stop by and make a purchase. We have seven designs. And that means that there are now hundred of pro- there are over a hundred product options of these seven different designs. We have clothes for men, women, babies, all kinds of accessories, hats, different types of bags, socks, mugs, so many other things. I'm stoked. I really, really love the merch that I've created and have made available to you. Yeah, so head over to clumsytheosis.net and when you're there, click the word shop in the menu. And there's also going to be a link down in the show notes for you. Pray about it. I still want you to go and look at it and see what you like, but pray about it. Because I think that it could be God's will that you get yourself some clumsy theosis merch. Just saying. But seriously, God's will. Let's get back to God's will. There's a lot of good news about God's will, starting with Ephesians 1.9, where we learn that God's will is a mystery. I mean, not that we really need to learn that. It's just kind of obvious. Yes, God's will is a mystery. But in Ephesians, Paul tells us that it's a mystery that God has given us insight into, right? That's the first bit of good news. Even though it's a mystery, God has given us insight into his will. The next is a very popular scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, which declares, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. And I think that sounds pretty great. There's a lot of other passages in scripture about God's will. I'm just going to stop here because these are the two that have been really sticking out for me in the last couple of months. And for a good part of the last year, I'd been working on discerning the plans that God had for me, for my career, for this ministry, for our family. And I had so many questions (laughs) for the Lord. But my main question was, how do I make sure that I'm on track with your plan, Lord? Like, how do I make sure I'm in your will? How do I get this insight that you've already given me, right? Now, my experience might be unique, but I think, I think what the Lord was trying to get me to understand is universal. So when I was asking the Lord over and over about these three areas of my life, how to plan them, what he wants for me, he would always answer me back with, Something like, what do you want, Rochelle? Choose one, Rochelle. Pick one, Rochelle. To which I would say, I want what you want, Lord. Tell me what you want and I will do that thing. And, you know, I felt like, like, is it, who's it? In the Old Testament, he's like, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, right? Just tell me, I will do it. And I was being a little bit dense because the Lord kept saying the same things to me. You know, these are great choices. These are both good. Pick one, choose one. What do you want? And I realized, finally, finally I had that Holy Spirit inspiration break through my density. We'll go with it. But God was trying to get me to understand two things. First, that 
the father cares about the desires of the hearts of his children, especially when his children are seeking his will. The second thing is that my free will matters, right? It's important because I need to use it to make choices. And when I make those choices, then I step out in those choices. And when I do that, I give God something to work with in order to accomplish his will for me, which as we read in Jeremiah is for my welfare, for my good, for me to have hope in a future. So here's a good example about God's will, just to kind of illustrate this. It comes from the wedding feast at Cana, one of my favorite scripture stories, as you might know. So put yourself in the shoes of the servants at the wedding. A man, it's God, obviously, it's Jesus, right? But you don't know it's God. Anyways, a man tells you to fill up some jars with water and show them to the head waiter, and that is going to fix the wine problem at this wedding. You're hearing this and you're thinking, really? This doesn't make sense. But you do it anyways, right? Just like they did in the scripture. The servants at this wedding, what they did is they stepped out using their own free will. They made a choice to do this. They stepped out and they gave God something to work with. And boy, did he work with it, right? Public miracle number one. And it was through the exercising of their free will that they came into agreement with God's will. And the same thing is true in your life and in my life, in all the things, you know, that we have to choose, right? Including any of our plans that we're going to make about refocusing our lives in certain ways or renewing things or resetting things in our lives. Our free will to make these plans, to execute these plans, it all matters. Here's another example about God's will that I heard in a homily. And the priest compared God's will to like a parent's last will and testament, you know, for their children. And let me tell you, I heard this homily right after I had finally had that light bulb moment. I mean, it was nice. You know, as in it was like a a consolation to confirm, I heard God and understood him correctly. But at the same time, I was like, really, Lord, couldn't this have come sooner? You know, like all these months that I've been like banging my head against the wall and you have just been telling me the same thing. Why couldn't I have gotten this sooner? Anyways, in this example, your parents in their wisdom have planned for you to receive specific gifts and blessings and even responsibilities. Now, these things are your inheritance, but your parents, they also decided that you wouldn't receive everything at once. Your inheritance would be doled out to you at specific appointed times in your life at certain ages and such. And this was because, you know, maybe you would be more mature or better equipped to handle these blessings or these responsibilities at these different times in your life, which your parents in their wisdom foresaw. Now, this sounds very similar to what I've kind of already you know, thought about God's will. You know, this made sense. Yeah, like this is, this tracks, right, with with what I think about God's will. But there is more to this scenario I had not thought about. When it comes to a person's last will and testament, there are different roles that need to be fulfilled. Someone has to be the executor. Someone has to distribute and make sure that certain wishes get carried out and certain inheritance gets distributed to the people that they're intended for. And there's also a beneficiary who needs to accept this inheritance or they don't. We have the free will to reject the role that we've been asked to perform. 
So if you're asked to be an executor, you could say no. Um, if you don't want to be a part of the distribution process, you don't have to be. If you don't want to accept what is being offered to you as your inheritance, you don't have to accept it. You can reject it. And the same is true when it comes to God's will, right? Our choices matter. We can choose to accept the roles we've been asked to fulfill, and we can choose to accept the inheritance that's been portioned out to us at the specific appointed times, or we can choose to reject them at any time, at any time in the process, we can, we can accept or reject, right? You see that when it comes to God's will, we have to make choices continually. We can't just do nothing, which is kind of what I was doing. I was doing nothing. I was just waiting for like divine facts to come down from heaven and tell me, this is what you will do when you will do it. Uh, Yeah, it, it doesn't work that way. Most of the time, we have to step out and give God something to work with. We have to make a choice, step out in that choice. We also need to press into God in prayer so that when we make those choices and we make those plans, we can be asking the Father simultaneously what he thinks right? And get his feedback and then step out accordingly, right? It's not just about, oh, you make the choices and you just go forward, right? No, you make the choices and you dialogue with the father in relationship about them, right? And then you make adjustments or you don't, depending on what he, the feedback he gives you. And lastly, we need to be faithful in the small things. So if God asks you to fill a jar with water at a wedding to solve a wine shortage, you do it. It may feel silly, but it's about the small choices. They make up all of the big choices. And then they also build us up and they strengthen us so that we're ready for the bigger choices that we have to make. And they also show that we can be trusted with the blessings and the responsibilities, right? It's, it's, it's a building up. It's a strengthening. And it proves to ourselves as well as to God that, okay, I'm ready for the, the next portion. I'm ready for the next doling out. What's next in this, in this journey of theosis for me, Lord? What do you have planned? This is what I would like to do. What do you think about that? So understanding that connection between my freedom to choose God's will has given me so much freedom and so much confidence in my spiritual life as well as in my earthly life. You know, God's will no longer seems like this unmovable, unknowable thing that I need to like figure out in its entirety. And I don't have to worry about falling out of God's will, if that makes sense. I don't know if you have ever had that worry or or that doubt like, oh, well, I, I think if I make, you know, I'm paralyzed on this decision because I don't want to fall out of God's will. This knowledge has really freed me from that, that fear. And it's also given me a little bit more insight into the Father's love for me, right? He's given me the ability and the constant encouragement to partner with Jesus, his beloved son, right? He wants me to partner with Jesus as I walk in this life, in my journey of theosis, right? As I, as I do my daily things, right? Like it's all about a partnership with Jesus, the Father's beloved son. I mean, come on, like, if that doesn't make you feel loved, you just got to sit with it for a while because it will, I promise you. Oh, and, and here's another bit of good news about God's goodwill. God's good will. Here's another bit of good news about God's will. Uh, This was really helpful to me too. God has not left us 
to our own devices when it comes to his will. And we can get confirmation about this in the letter to the Ephesians because we can read that we've already been given the Holy Spirit, who, Paul reminds us, is the first installment of our inheritance. He fills us and he helps us to step out into our identity as children of God and to make the choices that we're presented with in life and to step out in them and to give God something to work with to fulfill his will and ultimately bring us fulfillment ourselves. So you might be wondering, okay, whatever happened to, you know, those questions you were asking the Lord about with regard to your career, your ministry, and your family? Did you get answers? I did get answers, I'll tell you, and you'll be happy to know that these answers has helped me to make some moves to bring some more revenue into this ministry. I did tell you about the new Clumsy Theosis shop. When you buy merchandise from the shop, you're supporting the show because a percentage of that comes back to the show. Also, if you visit clumsytheosis.net, you know, if you go to the website regularly, you're also financially supporting the show because there are now some ads on the site, non-intrusive, clean ads, and hopefully, if all goes well, they will provide a little bit of income to the show. And I'll, I mean, if you want to support the show yourself in any other way, since we're talking about that, you can always make a good old-fashioned donation. If you go through Patreon, you will get gifts in return, like our top supporters, Sherry, Vincent, Gina, T-Rex, Jason, Gary, and Lewis. Some of them give monthly, and some of them also give once throughout the year, but they like pay for the, the year in advance. Anyways, yeah, these are some things that pertain, pertain to this ministry that the Lord has given me some clarity on and has helped me make steps to move forward with. If any of this sounds good to you, if you want to support the show by buying merchandise, just being on the site for ad revenue purposes, or if you want to make a donation, you head over to clumsytheosis.net and you'll be able to donate shop as well as, you know, get us some ad revenue. Let's end this show with some declarations about the Lord's will. This is something we've been doing for the last couple of months. When we do declarations, we come into agreement with the power of God's truth. We speak that truth over us. We pray that truth over ourselves. Most of these are based in scripture. Some of them are not. doesn't make them any less true. All right. So in the name of Jesus, I declare and decree, God has given me insight into the mystery of his will. God's plans are for me, for my welfare, to give me hope and a future. I have been given the Holy Spirit as the first installment of my inheritance as a child of God to guide me. The Father has given me the gift of free will so that I can partner with his will. Amen. Okay, all of the, I mean, we only have what, four, four or five declarations this time, but you can find these declarations on the website, clumsytheosis.net. There's also a link in the show notes for anything that I've mentioned in this episode. You can find that down in the show notes. Yeah, until our next episode, peace out. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Since you made it this far, you know what that means, right? We're like totally best friends now. <laughs> 
But for real though, thanks so much for spending time with me and growing in your faith knowledge and letting Christ transform you. Since you stayed this long, I'm thinking that you liked the episode. So will you do me a favor and share it with a friend or all of your friends on social media? While you're online, I invite you to check out my website, clumsytheosis.net. There you're going to find all of the things that you need, such as how to get in touch with me, how to book me as a speaker, how to find my social channels, how to sign up for our weekly email, and very importantly, this is very important, how to donate if you'd like to support the show. This show is listened to in approximately 90 countries across the globe. So if you find value in this show, please consider donating at clumsytheosis.net. Anything that you give is very much appreciated and it is super helpful. All right, thanks again for walking with me today. Remember that we can transform the world by letting Christ transform us.